another day, another FPL pod. Jack, Merry Christmas. Got the hat on. How you doing? Love the hat. Yeah, I'm well, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, well, I just had my booster jab yesterday, so I'm feeling a bit worse for wear, actually. But apart from I'm on the mend, can't complain. Feel protected, feel boosted. So like a bench boost, it's uh, it's a good feeling. Propel so, forward. Mm, my immune system has been bench boosted. That's how I'm looking at it. Uh, no, but I'm well, man. I'm well. Obviously, it's been a hectic week in the FBL world. We've got game rule changes. We've got fixture postponements to talk about. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to get into it and talk about it this week. Great. So, we, our plan, obviously, was to keep to the original running order. But what we're going to do, because I think a lot of FPL managers are going to be focusing pretty much on this game week, game week 19, and maybe maybe as far as the one after. So we're not going to focus on long-term stuff. We're just going to talk about, you know, how it went last week. And then we're going to talk about literally game week 19 and the potential to use, you know, your free hit or, you know, the best playing options. So just a disclaimer to start off with. Yeah, if you're expecting the XGXA segment, which, you know, everybody loves, as we know, we're not going to do it because it's mainly players that aren't going to play next game week. So... Thanks a lot, Liverpool. Uh, yeah, so we won't do that bit. As you say, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it free hit heavy because I think that's what most people want to talk about. Yeah, that's what the crowd, we, you know, we, we tailor we tailor this to the we crowd. We bend our whims. Yeah, we are very flexible and, you know, we, we give the people what they want. You know, don't stick to our principles. We just bend bend in the wind. That's, our, that's us. Great. Well, with that said, let's just <laughs> let's just jump into you know how we got on last week. Yeah. Um, can I kick it to you first, Jack? How did you get on? Uh, yeah, so I got I did all right. It feels like a long time ago this game week, doesn't it? Um, but I did okay. Got sixty four points, but that's with a minus four, so a net sixty points. Uh, and that was that was with only nine players playing. So started a week off in a really annoying way. Waited till about an hour before the deadline, I think, and brought in Watkins instead of Lacazette. So I did a minus four. I took Ronaldo and Livermento out, got Watkins and James in. And obviously, as, almost as soon as I did it, the uh, they made the announcement the Villa game was off, so, so I was kicking myself there. And luckily, Lacazette didn't quite punish me. I don't know why he didn't, didn't get awarded two assists, really. I thought he got two assists from watching it, but yeah, he only got the five points. And bringing James in felt good because I feel like I'm late to the party with that, but I feel feel more comfortable with him in the team and he got me a six-pointer. So, yeah, on the whole, on the whole, I was pretty pleased with, uh, with 60 points. Trent, Cancelo, Tomiyasu doing well for me. Obviously, James, Jota. Yeah, I mean, the only player that blanked for me was Bernardo in the end who played. So, so yeah, quite pleased. Uh, uh, another green arrow up to 750,000. So just gradually climbing that hill. So that feels good. Um, yeah, that's my team, man. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, as you said, the the average, you know, the lab that is a crazy game week changes right up to the deadline. The average was low, I think, you know, 40 point, 39 points, you know, that's mm. pretty low. So anything like 60, even when you take into account the the hit that you took, I mean, that's, that's Take gold it dust, every right? day. Take it all, every day of the week, man, yeah. But what about you? I think you had quite a good week, Josh, didn't you? Yeah, so just made the the one, didn't, you know, didn't um, take any hits or anything and brought Lacazette in. I was Beautiful. toying with Watkins, same as you, and actually your logic was sound because I think I messaged you, didn't I, before saying everything points to Watkins, but, there was just a wild child moment in me going, let's go Lacazette. Go and Laca. um, it paid off. It. Yeah, fair <laughs> um, play. So how many did you have playing? You had nine as well. Didn't you, nine in the end. So yeah, um, yeah, basically everyone, no one else was kind of pipping in, but nine was enough to to bring home 68 points for me. Um, really good. In that nine was the double City defence, Diaz and Cancelo doing bits, obviously. Trent coming back in with seven as well. Jota, Salah Blankin, how dare he? Um, Rafinha chipping in as well, and then Laka with the assist. So um, not bad overall, considering a absolute mad game week. And it's given me a green arrow, and I'm up to about 235,000 now. So got my 
I set on that kind of 150, 100,000 is my next kind of milestone to reach now. Yeah, nice. I think it's weeks like this and probably like the upcoming ones where the active managers like us are really going to make ground on just the, the more casual players or the dead teams and things, aren't they? Um, especially this one coming up with no Liverpool. There'll be a lot of managers that just leave the captaincy on Salah, that kind of thing. Um that will that will punish them. And I think that was the case with this week as well. Yeah. Now it's our time. Our time, boys. Our time and to shine at last. Time. time to shine. Exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah, well done, man. Smashed it. Smashed it. You're looking good at 235,000 now, climbing those ranks. We know how quickly it can change. So yeah. Yeah, don't get too comfortable. Especially with this, you know, these few weeks coming up now. You take your finger off the pulse here, you can get punished, can't you? So that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. That is the thing. Should we just go straight into it, Joshua? Let's do it. And and get into those quick fire questions. Then maybe have a break after that. Because we yeah, XG and XA. Forget it. So yeah, quick fire questions. As you said, Jack. Uh let's quickly fire through them. Um sure. first one's mine, so I will ask it to you. Wolves have had five cleans in their last seven games. They're not playing this week, so that's great. But after this week, are you interested in, you know, you've already got a Wolves defender, I believe. Are you happy with that? Do you want to double up? Would you recommend people getting them very quick, obviously, because they're not playing in game week 19? Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah, they've been great. They've been really good. They've been solid. Um, they're quite blunt in attack, but really, really solid at the back. I've got Cody, who I think is 4.5 or 4.6 now. So really good value. He always plays. Very rarely gets a goal, but he just ticks over. Um, the difficult thing is though, I wouldn't play him in my best 11. So I don't, he doesn't, he only, he's only come in recently because I've had missing players and things. So if you've gone big at the back, you've got James, Cancelo, Trent, Alonso, whoever. I've got Tommy Asu as well. So it's very rare that I'd play Cody along with those four, unless I was missing a midfielder or a striker. Um, so if you're going budget at the back, they're probably the best option. But if you've invested big at the back, then you probably wouldn't play Cody as a fourth defender over one of the cheaper, better midfielders, I would say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like those defensive spots have almost picked themselves, haven't they? A large number of them, especially with like people at Livermento. I know he's fallen off a bit, but still a, a good asset um, for his price. So or, or what a lot of people got for him. So I know what you mean. Like whose spot is this Wolves defender? Whoever maybe yeah. is, who are they taking? Um, exactly. That's the main problem. Yeah. And, you know, how much confidence can do we have in them continuing to deliver these cleans? Yeah, it's tricky. I don't know. I think Sars a really good goalie. And yeah, they're not, they're not like smashing teams or anything, though, are they? They're just very hard to break down. And um, yeah, I think as a defensive unit, you do gain a lot of confidence the more clean sheets you string together. So it wouldn't surprise me if they kept more. It's just, yeah, I think he'll, Cody will just be one that frustrates me when I see him second or third on my bench and he's getting the clean sheet points and fucking James gets another one pointer. But yeah, yeah. there's no way I would play him ahead of James. So, Boring, yeah, yeah if you, got, you need an enable, you need a 4.5, then they're, they're the perfect team to go, go for. Nice. Yeah, that was nice and quick. Uh, next one, Bernardo out. You've got him, so you know the mm. perfect person to uh, the two of us to ask the question. Uh, side question is: Are you replacing him if you take him out with a city asset? And if so, which one? Yeah, this one's really tough. Yeah, two really frustrating weeks for Bernardo owners. Um, is it been a seven nil and a four nil, and no returns for for Bernardo despite playing most of the minutes in both games? So, yeah, it's been. The annoying thing is this is a great example of a case where he has reverted back to his underlying stats because even when he was banging in the goals, the underlying stats showed that actually he he shouldn't have been getting those goals with his XG and his XA and the positions he was getting in. So he has, that might have been one where, I mean, you avoided getting him, didn't you? So was that why is that why you avoided it? Because you just didn't think he'd continue? I didn't really get round to bringing in 
that type of player. So like getting to the reshaping the midfield in my team, I was just being too reactive. But it would have been between him and Mounts up until recently. Um, and I think, you know, Mount's kind of proven more recently that he would be the better pick in this current form and maybe going forward. And, and the return of a lot of other attacking City assets and them hitting form as well has just cast a bigger shadow like of doubt around Bernardo. Like, is he not getting quite forward as much because, you know, KDB's in the team? Like, is he having a slightly different role? I mean, the thing is with Pep, the roles of the players within the team to change game to game anyway. So, but more uncertainty around him. So I'm probably, I'm probably a no go for Bernardo. Yeah. I wouldn't bring him in now. I wouldn't bring him in now. Having him. Would I keep him? Uh, they've got Leicester and Brentford. Brentford. I mean, oh, there, there, there aren't Chelsea. many bad, bad, bad fixtures for City, are there? But um, yeah. In terms of other city assets, it's just it's just too much of a minefield for me. I know people that have gone for Mares recently, and that's really paid off for them. And fair play, in a similar way to people who went Bernardo early, suddenly it's Mares's turn. It looks like now, especially with Grealish and Folden being bad boys and and getting um getting dropped. Uh, but if I was to get rid of them, and I probably would have this week if not for the um the fixtures. I was looking at Arsenal players, so Martinelli or Smith-Rowe, I think, mm. were, were the ones on my radar. Smith-Rowe's a funny one because he's been benched the last few games, but he's came on and scored every game, so you'd think surely he's going to start some games at some point. And uh, and Martinelli just looks looks hot at the moment, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And he's listed as a mid, I believe, unless I'm correct if I'm getting that stupidly wrong. He is. Yeah. But I believe he is, and that's that seems like a mislisting for me. And he's really cheap. So, yeah, I would look to an Arsenal midfielder over and above a City replacement for Bernardo if you're thinking of getting rid of him. What do you think? Can't disagree with that. No, I think same thing applies, really. Maybe even more so about those City assets now, isn't it? They're, they will get points, but they'll share minutes. So you, you're kind of rolling the dice on whether they'll get minutes at the right times. And, you know, where you get frustrated with them and taken out before they get their minutes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's a bit of a, a minefield there. But then, like you said, you, the, the Smith-Rowe thing is a bit weird because his minutes has been chopped a little bit recently. Even after, you know, he's come back, he, he hasn't gone straight into the team. And he seems to be following the footsteps a little bit in Bernardo's profile in that he's overperforming massively. We talked about this and we like... His, he should not be scoring as many as he has, not being should mm. be getting as many points as he has, really. And if he reverts to the stats, then as what the story that the stats are telling, then his points would drop away. So it uh, could be a warning there. But Yeah, well, I've, I think I should heed that warning as a Bernardo owner, who I think is, is the train's left the station there a bit. So, yeah, yeah, I'd probably lead Martinelli. I'd probably lead Martinelli with that one. Uh, nice. but yeah, that's that one. Next question, I believe this is mine as well. My last oh. question. So, big announcement this week was relating to the second free hit chip, which has been given out. Cheers, FBI Towers. When do you think, and this is in very broad terms, when do you when would you plan to use your second free hit chip? <sighs> very tricky. Uh, it's a cop-out, but the answer is team-dependent, isn't it? Yeah, so for me, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven playing players this week following the cancellations. And so for me, I think I'd play it in those circumstances. Six or seven players feels like the... Six players, I think you should definitely play it. Seven, eight, nine, then it gets harder. But again, it depends who those players are in your team. So last week I went with nine playing players, but one of the missing ones was the goalie. So I wasn't too bothered about that. But this week I've got the keepers, um, but I'm missing. I've only got one playing midfielder, one playing striker. So I'm, I'm looking more to, to free hit. Them giving us the second one, it's it got such a mixed reaction, didn't it? In the FPL community, like some people on Twitter were just going really crazy about it, but I just thought that was such a negative 
way of like a negative lens of looking at it like why are you you know what i mean like people moaning that old oh, people have played them they've now got a second chance but you know you've now got two chances so you can you can get the upper hand in a week like this and still have another free hit you know what i mean i didn't really didn't understand the the negative uh voices on it what did you think what did you make of that i'm with you i don't they have done it in the fairest way possible. Like they have given no uh, like advantage to any particular manager. If you chose to play it before, you took that risk, mm. and uh, players chose not to, to play it. They've given far enough advantage, uh, sorry, advance notice about using it, so you won't get it for game week nineteen. You'll get it in game week twenty, so everyone should know about it and not mm-hmm. miss the opportunity to using, you know, game week nineteen, for example, if it was brought in earlier. And you know, if you haven't used it already, you get two. Like so. You know, they've really thought about it. Like, count it as a Christmas gift. And, you know, there's going to be ample opportunity to use it with these blanks and doubles coming up later in the and you know, for the last minute COVID cancellations, which I guess, you know, they count as the blanks, don't they really? But yeah, you're going to have a chance to use it. So use it wisely. Yeah. Another good, another good one about using it this week is that the people that have played their free hit already can't use it this week because they've only got their second one left and that kicks in game week 20, doesn't it? So we can use our first one now if we haven't used it and in theory get a one-up on all the all the people that have used their free hits already. Um, another interesting wrinkle I noticed in the, in the text was if you use it, you can't use it again. The, you can't use the second one the week after. So if you free hit game week 20, you can't use the second one in game week 21. Initially, I was like, oh, why, why is that? But I reckon it's because the way the free hit's probably coded is because part of the logic says, right, revert back to the team that was last week after it's used. And obviously, if the team that was last week was another free hit, the code can't handle that. So that, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, interesting one. Yeah. Are you going to use it this week, Josh? Unsure. I think I mentioned you before, I was thinking about it. and. Probably before we were start talking through all of this, I was leaning more towards using it. But I've got, I think, what should be eight playing players as it currently stands. And last week, uh, last week, I only had nine and did quite well. And I think we talked about in the lead up, you know, to this, to the pod this week as well. It comes down to which players you're replacing because you know, the Liverpool game, for example, most people are happy with those assets and happy to hold them. So you don't want to be just getting them out for one week, for example. No. But the only asset for me that I maybe would want to switch is the, you know, the Wolves-Watford game. But having both Dennis and King, that's been something I've been looking at recently, wanting to get off of that double up. But um, yeah, I haven't really drilled down into what the best option is because I don't think there's much between them, isn't it? It's, it's underlying stats versus returns at the moment. Like Dennis has been great. Kings had the stats more so. Yeah. And then um, there is AFCON to think about with Dennis. Yeah. But speaking of AFCON though, with Salah, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of theories about getting rid of Salah this week, not playing the free hit, getting rid of Salah because he's blanking this week. Then I think he's got Leicester than Chelsea than he goes or something. Uh, I think that's right. So the, there's that school of thought where you could get ahead of the curve in getting rid of Salah for Son, who's looking better now. And yeah, what do you think of that? You'd miss out Salah. It's a risk, I think, not having Salah for Leicester because Leicester can concede goals. But um, we're all going to want to get rid of Salah, aren't we? Once, once Afcon comes around, yeah, I mean, he's not someone that I would be looking to get out in, unless I absolutely had to. He's probably the one player in the whole of the game that you would not want to. You want to hold him, right? You, and and you want to wait till the last minute on the Afcon news because if there's any chance that it's going to be cancelled or they only play with local players, um, so yeah. not take any any anyone coming out from other countries, for example, from other continents, I should say, then, you know, you're, you're fine. You, you, and those players that jumped the, the gun, those managers that jumped the gun and got rid of him are then having to scramble and waste a transfer to get him back in. Um, but it's, it's impossible to say we've got to wait on that news, haven't we, really? 
the other thing about the Leicester game is, you know, they played midweek in the cup. You can't draw anything, I think, from that result because Liverpool changed 10 players. Leicester had quite a strong yeah. team. But what could be significant is two Leicester defenders left the pitch through injury, Pereira and Soinchu. So, you know, they haven't exactly been great in defence anyway, Leicester, but their defence could be torn apart a little bit if, if those players, you know, carry those injuries until then, until that you know, game week 20 fixture. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So it's not a... the worst fixture, I guess, was what I'm trying to say, is it, that Leicester one? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just whether you think, if getting Son in, for example, you think Son will do better than Sattler over the next, over Leicester-Chelsea, then maybe it is maybe it is worth it. But as you say, that if there's a chance at all that AFCON is delayed or cancelled or whatever, then you'll really kick yourself if um, if you've got Salah. Because if you've got Salah, you've probably had him since the start, meaning I think he's 12.8 or something, or maybe even when he's over 13, actually. I think he's over 13. So if you sold him, that's a lot of value that you lose if you want to bring him back in, if there's a, a last-minute thing. So, Which yeah. you inevitably will. At some point, you will be getting him back. Oh, you will. Really, so. Yeah, Afcon over or whenever. It will. Um, how long does Afcon go on for? Um, I think it depends. Obviously, how far they make it through, but it can last like kind of up to two months. Is that right? I think is if you it go all the way through? Yeah. Also, oh, if Egypt, if Egypt get knocked out, they'll come home early. Yeah. Yeah. But they were saying originally that we didn't even have a date on when they would join their international squad. So the people were talking about boxing there initially originally um as being one of the earlier dates that they could go but we we still don't know anything on that so it's mad so it is mad man it just feels so it's tricky one again with the sunday free hicks it's like it's boxing day everyone's busy like you know what i mean it's just why is this happening now it's just such a yeah. See, it's an opportunity, Jack. It is said, opportunity. But a lot of people busy, just... you know, eating bubble and squeak with leftover, yeah. whatever. So, you know, manage, that's a benefit. And kill it. That's one benefit is that, like, the deadline is, I think, half one, is it, on, on, on Boxing the, Day? Yeah. And most of the games are that day. So it's unlikely we'd say, I guess, the Brighton-Brentford game in the at eight o'clock could feasibly be delayed. I mean, we've seen we've seen cancellations a couple of hours before kickoff, haven't we, already? But you'd hope that by by half one, the teams know their COVID situation, right? Yeah, and we've had a few more weeks of it now, so you'd hope that the protocols this time around have you know are running more smoothly yeah. and that they you know the decisions will be made as early as possible because for traveling fans and stuff i know they're talking about doing it behind closed doors and things like that but for anyone you know traveling or making plans according to that it's just a nightmare isn't it Let oh, alone man, yeah. players if you go into an away game god god help yeah. you you must be you must be anxious the whole trip basically mm-hmm. um but i guess yeah i mean yeah, it's it's what we said last week. Like, just wait till the last minute and keep your ear to the ground on on any news. It's all you can do. That is all you yeah. can do. And um, it's just with a free hit, playing the free you hit, and you're waiting till like quarter past one. It's just like you're gonna have to have that finger on the transfer button, aren't you? And like have a load of load of players, potential players, replacements for any cancellation strange you need like a roster of of backup don't you it's a weird one because any one of those games could be cancelled so any one of your players you've picked in that free hit could might need replacing and depending on what player that is a different replacement will be necessary so god yeah you have to be super fluid with your planning basically yeah yeah so let's speaking of that josh let's get into some fun stuff shall we get into some let's we talk about some actual players who if you are playing the free hit, or even if you're not playing the free hit and you're thinking of taking a couple of transfers or a hit or two, like you might be, Josh, this might be a useful exercise for. So it's we'll keep it as a this is this the best free hit team to have and talk about some players that we think are good or bad or you should avoid or or what. Should we do that? Let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. So to kick us off, sort of start for 10. Uh a guy I admire very much, Joe, um, who's head of the 
I think he's head of fantasy football scout now. He posted on Twitter earlier a sort of early template for a free hit that he's thinking of taking this week. So I could run through this, Josh, and we can maybe talk about it. And I've got some players that he's omitted that maybe we should, we might think would be good to um, to have include. instead include instead of the ones you have there. Thank you, include. So what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, so maybe we take it piece. I'll, I'll list out the whole team and then maybe we, we talk about the different positions. So he's gone with Ramsdale in goal, defence of James Maguire, Cancelo and Reggion, uh, and then a midfield of Son, Saka, Martinelli and Bowen, and strikers Ronaldo and Kane. So it's a 4-4-2. And then that's a bench of Sanchez, Trossard, Broger and Duffy. So quite cheap on the bench and quite bright and heavy on the bench. Um so if we start at the back, Ramsdale, do you think Ramsdale's the kind of no-brainer keeper to have at the moment? Yeah, especially with that fixture. I mean, it's probably the case. Yeah. He's a great pick anyway, but looking at this particular fixture, away to Norwich, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's the one for the week, I think, if you're going free hit. Um, are you happy with that as well? I think so, yeah. The only other one would be De Gea. And the other thing with a free hit is a free hit, you can be more kind of rogue, I think, if you like, because you can target the fixtures a lot more. So you'd never really get De Gea in a, in a normal transfer. Like loads of people have Ramsdale because he's cheap and good. But with a free hit, you, if you, you, could, you can go for the, the differentials because of their prices. So De Gea, great goalie, but no one has him because he's expensive. But he's got Newcastle. So I might, if I could afford it, I might look at someone like De Gea. I guess the only issue there is the Man U Newcastle game is the date, the evening afterwards, after the Sunday. So far more chance. There's far more, um, yeah, I guess chance, far more time for that to be postponed the next day, and you'd kick yourself if um, you went with De Gea and and it was postponed. Yeah, and I was going to mention price, but funny enough, I think they're actually the same price at the moment, which is... Ramsdale De Gea? I think they are, yeah. I'm just double-checking myself, so I think uh, they're both 5.1. So, uh, Ramsdale's gone up a lot, I suppose. Yeah, the significance of that. So, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Like Looking at the two fixtures, you know, we always look to <laughs> Newcastle and Norwich as, as the kind of yeah. um, opponents to target. And those are the two, aren't they? Really, those are two keepers against them. So yeah, they are. And and yeah, moving on. So moving on to the defence that that Joe listed. Then so yeah, James Maguire, Cancelo, and Reguilon. Any of those? What do you make of those four? Again, you know, three of them. Well, sorry, the Maguire and Cancelo pick. I've got no no problem with um, Cancelo at all. James happy with them as well. The Maguire one is. Yeah, I thought that. It's it's just a little bit. I, I don't know. I know it's what they're quiet. doing. They're going against the fixture, but then why wouldn't you go for a Dallo? Or if yeah. you're trying to get in on that defence. Yeah, or, yeah, if you want them, exactly. If you want the menu defence, why not go with it? I guess is Dallo locked for sure? Is there a chance that um, that Thingy could come in, Juan Biss? I, I mean, I think that's been the question we've been asking every week. But Dallo... And correct me if I'm wrong, I think he started, had had 90 minutes three times in a row um, recently. So yeah. he seemed to be nailed. Like a, And, you know, it's tell us on the other side, both of them have been have been locked in and been keeping Shaw and wan out. So you're right. Maybe there's a doubt over that because of what the normal start 11 should be, like on paper from the start of the season. But at the moment, those two have been locked in. Yeah, I suppose they have. And yeah. I don't see Maguire as, I don't see the big deal with Maguire. And thinking about it now, Newcastle could score against United. They have got something going forward in some Max Aban and Wilson if he plays. So yeah, I wouldn't be too hot on a United defender. Um, and I'd maybe go with a DS, with a, with a City double up, or or maybe even an Ars, maybe a Tommy Asu or a, a, a Tierney if he plays against Norwich. Um, yeah, so he'd be probably the one that I'd be most concerned with there. But the Regulon yeah. one as well, he's only just come back, isn't he? So mm. um, I know, obviously, he probably would take the spot over Ben Davis as, as a starting spot. 
when Sessegnon, didn't he? Sessegnon played ahead of him against, um, who did they draw with? City? No. Who did they draw with? Liverpool. Liverpool game, yeah. Yeah. So I thought Sessegnon played far up. I'm trying to remember what system they played there um, and whether it was Sessegnon who took that direct spot. I thought it was, and then he got injured in that game. So I think that's what Joe's thinking here, that Reguilon's injured. It's going to be... Um, oh, sorry, Sessegnon's injured, so Reggie, yeah, Reggie comes in. But I'm not sure about... Ben, ben Davis has been playing centre-back, I think, for them. As part of the, the three, yeah. But uh, I know, yeah, I'm not hundros on um, on Reggion either, really. I'm not, I think that, that shows that Conte isn't totally sold on him. And so I wonder if a Tommy Asu would be, would be better or especially against Norwich. Yeah, or a West Ham defender against Southampton. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean, Southampton has been scored. I guess they're a little bit like Newcastle in the way that, although, you know, they, you look at them in terms of the quality of their team and they they, they can get beaten, mm. but they have the courage to play forward. Yeah. No, Newcastle have shown that recently. So, you know, there is the risk that even though it's United or even though it's West Ham, they'll concede. Um, well, I'm sorry, Southampton will score, but concede lots. <laughs> or Newcastle will, will score themselves, but concede lots. Yeah, the odd goal can really scupper you, can't it? Um, so we'll talk about potential... T- well, I guess we have mentioned potential alternatives there as we've gone, but um, but there's a few other outliers. But onto the midfield for the free hit. Uh, which it's against the- so it's Saka, Sun, Saka, Martinelli and Bowen. Um, so those four, what do you think of them? I like all those players individually, but looking at the team in general, I'm surprised that it's quite City-like. I was, yeah, completely agree. And especially considering they scored was it, 11 goals in the last two games. And I thought, you know, free hit, as you said, is an opportunity to make a, a little bit of more of an out-there call. And because you maybe gives you the courage to make a call that you can't make with your with your transfers or whatever mm. and i'd see that as an opportunity to buy into that you know city attack with one or two players so you know whether it's you just go big with kdb or whether it is like a foden or you just go with um bernardo or even someone like Camares, i'd obviously wait for news going right up to the deadline and and make what you can out of it but i'd want at least one city midfielder in there yeah, I do agree, man. I do agree. Bowen is the one. I really like Martinelli and Son. I think I'd have them both in there. Saka. Yeah, Saka, I just... Of the Arsenal options, he's sort of third behind Martinelli and Smith-Rowe for me in terms of appeal, in terms of midfield options. I don't know why. I just feel like his in-product isn't quite as impressive as the other guys. Um. Yeah, so he's yeah. although he is he is fairly cheap, and Bowen I think is not really the last few game weeks he hasn't built on those a bit like Bernardo Silva he's kind of followed that path hasn't he of scoring a few consecutive game weeks and then and then not do it they did play him up front though to be fair against Spurs in the League Cup in Antonio's absence so if he continues to play out of position then. Then maybe that's a shout. Although he didn't look very good, sort of you could tell he wasn't a striker. So make of that what what you will. I think he plays better when Antonio is playing, and Antonio sucks away some of the defenders, and it lets him do those kind of late bursting runs in. So yeah, I'm not sure about Bowen and, and Saka, but I like Son and Martinelli there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Bowen is. You're right. He's on a downward trajectory a little bit in terms mm. of. You know how hot he is as a pro- as a as a asset at the moment, but the Saka one, yeah, we're kind of sport for choice, aren't we? At Arsenal at the moment, they're all getting points, and even you know Odegaard has returned, I think, four times mm. in the last five. Um, but it's just I know what you mean. He doesn't have a high ceiling in terms of the points as, as Martinelli and and um, Smith Rowe, but he is doing it in certain games, so. Um, yeah, kind of spoiled that, and that is the fixture that we want to target, isn't it? Really, that um, that Arsenal Norwich one, and then yeah. United as well. But really, 
before we get up to strikers, you you pick the one that you'd want from the, from that fixture. Yeah, yeah, I think you would. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad four, not a bad four from Joe. But mm-hmm. I think you could probably do a bit better. And and then he's obviously gone big up top with Ronaldo and Kane. Do you? What do you think of those two? Ronaldo, definitely yes. Um, Kane obviously scored scored against um, Liverpool. He's he's been promising to return, isn't he? Um, and he yeah. obviously did. He's then. looking better, isn't he? He's looking he is, better. He is looking better. It's just a lot of money, and that's I think where if you're looking at some of the other more expensive assets, you're looking at a KDB or someone. Maybe yeah. you don't have the luxury to have Ronaldo, KDB, and these other, you know, like the Regulons, the Cancelos, quite expensive um, in there as well. So he would be the one I'd sacrifice if if I had to cut the cost somewhere. Um, out of the expensive players, that is. And you've, yeah, I guess in terms of who else you would bring in, if you haven't already used your three Arsenal spots, like Lacazette at the moment is pretty pretty nailed, isn't he, because of the whole Aubameyang issue. And yeah, he'd, he'd be another decent pick. I think Antonio, we're still waiting on news, aren't we, with regards to, to COVID, if he's going to be back in time. Yeah, he had exactly. COVID. He definitely had COVID, didn't he? And we don't know when. I think Moyes said, you know, in the press conference, he said he he came back with the result like last week or something. So he should be through his isolation period or whatever. Mm, I believe he also said, yeah, he also said he was double jabbed and didn't have any symptoms. So that's promising. Yeah. But I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pick Antonio now, nowadays. No. I just don't think he's, he's not firing like he used to, sadly. Um, brilliant asset in the first sort of 10 game weeks, wasn't he? But now just, he's lack is a better option. I agree. And yeah, I'd probably go with Lacquer over a Kane here. I think you're right. Ronaldo has to be basically the first name on your team sheet hmm. if you're free hitting. Um, but Lacquer, yeah, I think Lacquer beats Kane for value. And I think in that last game, he was unlucky not to get more. He had a couple of one-on-ones, I think, that he should have done better with. But also, I, I was sure he got two assists in that. Um, but they only gave him the one. Um Robert. But yeah, that that premium. To, I mean, in terms of premiums generally, with this free hit, Ronaldo, Kane, and KDB. Are there any others with Sterling? I guess Sterling and Son kind of count. Um, Son yeah. is definitely an option. Would you consider Sterling? Again, it's that it's that pep roulette, isn't it? So I, I said what wanted someone in that attacking lineup for for City, or you know, one or two, and. I think you just got to edge your bets and definitely have a playing bench in case they don't get picked. Mm. Sterling, if he starts, you know he can do it. Um, his finishing is incredible, isn't it, really? Um, and it, again, it just comes down to price. So I would probably want KDB over Sterling, personally, yeah. which means you know, that's a lot of money. Probably won't be able to get both of those and have the Ronaldos and the Cancelos and, and the Jameses, etc. As a general comment said about not having that many City assets here, what only... Cancelo, from what I can see, could say the same about Chelsea. I know they've got Villa, but you know Chelsea they stumbled a bit recently. But only only James in there. Mm. Uh, I think I can't remember if you've mentioned Mount already or whether you'd want any striker. Dare I say it of them because there's kind of a bit of a roulette. Yeah, who do you pick? Yeah, who do you pick there? I think you're right. Mount would be the only one I would like out of a Chelsea attacker. Villa are looking pretty solid at the Gerrard. Yeah, now. Um, and Chelsea, I think now Kante is back though. That's massive for Chelsea. I think him missing was huge for them in terms of how solid they were and how like he does everything for them. Kante, I think, creatively and defensively. It's a different beast. They're a different beast. With any team would yeah. be a different beast. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He is so he's underrated. Even I'd say he's he's one of the best ever at, at that that role. Uh, yeah, the problem with Chelsea is the rotation. Yeah. It really is like Pulis. Is Pulis going to play? Is Werner going to play? Lukaku, like you just don't know. Um, Sport for choice, man. Yeah, I mean that fixture. I mean, if it, Villa had an easier fixture, I'd say Watkins is a choice um, for this one. But because I think Villa and Leicester are in similar boats here this week, in that you should probably avoid their players on a free hit because they're playing City and Chelsea. Otherwise, a Madison or a Vardy might have entered entered the fray. 
um, as well as a Watkins. But or do yeah. you think they're worth a punt? No, not against those defenses. I think yeah. you know Chelsea, Chelsea and City. I think are the two best defenses in the league. Um, whether and I know Liverpool are up there, but maybe it's because I watched more of Liverpool games. But Liverpool are leaky, and I do think that City's defense and Chelsea's defense are more well oiled, um, and don't leave themselves quite as exposed. So. Mm. Yeah, they're just so tough to play against, aren't they? So you're right, wouldn't want Villa or, or Leicester assets there. Yeah, I guess just to just to finish this segment, so there's a, there's one game we haven't mentioned at all, Burnley-Everton. Anything going on there in terms of your interests? Not really. I mean, they're both, both teams that have shocked us this year, right, with certain results. Shocking. But, shocking, shocking. <laughs> but what that means is, you know, we... We can't. There's not a lot of consistency on the performance of their assets. Like, exactly. which way is that game going? No, we don't know. Who knows? Yeah, and so we can't even get into which assets you want because you can't really confidently say which what which way the result's going to go. So, and that's both in terms of scores and you know the clean sheets, of defensive assets. So, um, so yeah, I'm st- I'd stay clear of that one for me. Um, yeah, I'm guessing the fact that you haven't mentioned it up until now as well means you agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a hideous fixture. Hideous. <laughs> Definitely not going to be watching that one for TV. Um, Man City-Leicester, we've we've covered. Basically, avoid Leicester. Man City, definitely worth looking at. Norwich-Arsenal, target Arsenal. Don't touch yeah. Norwich with a barge pole. We have Spurs-Palace. We haven't actually mentioned Palace. Um, are, we, are we putting too much weight on Spurs now being this reformed great team? Palace, Palace have had a good season. Would Zaha be, be worth a flutter? I think he's terrible. I think Conte has shored up, you know, Spurs' defence. Um, what I would say is the Liverpool game, although it was a great, a good, you know, good, good performance by Spurs. I think um, Liverpool's midfield didn't include Henderson, Fabinho, or Thiago, and that really opened up the game, and I think mm. gave Spurs more chances throughout the game. Um, so I wouldn't use that as a kind of measuring stick of, of where they are, of where Spurs are right now. So I think, yeah, quite easily, I think Palace could get a result in that game. Um, I do I do as well, man. I think that Liverpool, that Liverpool game and watching them in the League Cup with my uh, sort of father-in-law, who's a Spurs fan, West Ham did batter them in that second half and they were, I mean, Lloris just got them the result in the end. Um, and that Liverpool game, I mean, Liverpool had some chances to win it for sure. So did Spurs, uh, to be fair, Delhi Ali. Yeah, it was an open game. Yeah, there. Ali was, yeah, revelation. Um, maybe we should get Ali in. Uh, <laughs> no. But yeah, you're right. I think people are sleeping on Palace a bit. Uh, uh, and if I was to go with a Palace player, it would be Zaha in a free hit. He's pretty nailed, isn't he? So, yeah. yeah, it's just that there are just a lot of other good midfield options, probably for cheaper, that 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 maybe nudge him out. Um, Agreed. Yeah. West Ham Saints, we've mentioned Bowen and Antonio. Saints are just, I mean, Borger scored. He is on this, he is on Joe's bench in this this team. Is is it Broger or Borger? Broger, I think. Broger. Broger? Yeah, Broger. Decent finish, former Chelsea man. I mean, there's not Saints are just boring, aren't they? I mean, I think he's in there as the third striker, right? So yeah. A playing, a playing striker on the bench basically, who could maybe do something. Um, he's not going to be first on your top of your list. And he's not, well, not first or second at the three that you're picking. No. He's just snuck in a third. So I wouldn't lose any sleep over him. Yeah, no one else in Saints. Livra. Maybe because, again, the, the price the price tag. But if you're free hit and there's a lot of cheap playing defenders that you could go, yeah, that you could use in, in his place. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be picking him because of who he is and his potential to get points, I'll be picking him for his price to enable the rest of the squad. Yeah, fair. Fair dues, don't you? Yeah, Southampton for me are in the Everton and Burnley part of just ignore them. You'll survive, you'll do just fine if you pretend they don't exist, basically, <laughs> uh, from a fancy perspective. No offence. Um, they've all served us well in the past, mate. I'm sure they'll serve us well yeah. again, but right now, fuck them. Uh, <laughs> And then Villa Chelsea, we've covered quite a bit of depth. We haven't mentioned Brighton Brentford. Uh, Joe's bench is 
pretty bright and heavy. He is a Brighton fan. Um, Sanchez, the backup keeper. Trossard, who's a player I love. Um, it's not a bad fixture. I think with Brentford, you don't know which Brentford's going to show up, do you? So it's a tricky one to to pin on for a free hit. What do you think? Yeah, same applies with that one we talked about, the Burnley-Everton. It's hard to predict the result. So you don't gravitate towards that in picking assets, do you? Because you, you think, oh, if it's going to be definitely one-sided, then great opportunities for a striker or whatever. Or if they're definitely, the other team's got definitely not going to score, then pick defenders. But with that one, free-for-all. It could be high-scoring, low-scoring. Like, well, I wouldn't be able to call it. Yeah, I mean... Is Tony back? Back from COVID? I don't know. I'd have to, again, I think you've got to keep your ear to the ground. I don't know yeah, if actually if Frank's done his conference before, if, if he's done his conference or not before the game, because obviously yeah. with all the random fixtures this week, there's conferences all over the place. So yeah, you have to just is. double check, double, uh, double check everything before you make your moves. Yeah. And just wait, if you can wait till, yeah. Yeah, I guess to finish it off, any more general free hit advice? I mean, mine might be try not to... The only two teams to double and triple up on for me would be City and um, Man United. Sorry, Arsenal and Man United. The rest, I'd try and keep it spread. Like, try and keep your bench in different fixtures to the starting eleven because those cancellations can happen and you'll if you've tripled up over the shot too much, then you could be in a position where you may as well have not free hit at all. Yeah. And as uh, I guess the one thing we've got with this deadline is, as you said before, majority of the fixtures are on the same day. So you can mitigate so much risk by just leaving it right that close to the deadline as possible because you're not, there is, there's no time for, you know, the league to make those cancellations for those games. So it's quite a unique game week in that regard isn't it that it's not spread over three days or whatever Mm. so take advantage of it yeah yeah very good very good josh josh the next section is key fixtures but we've literally just run down all those fixtures so we'll cut that we'll cut that out snips and i mean the next one after that is transfer plans and captaincy i mean I'll probably free it. hit. So again, that probably is my my transfer plan. But if you're not going to free hit, Josh, what would your transfers be? I think is a good one to to explore. So in my case, the logic that I've taken is look at all the players that aren't playing, see which ones I'm looking to get out anyway, target them and look to replace them. So I think I said that at the beginning... I'm on kind of eight. If I want to get to nine for, for, with my one free transfer, King is the person I'd be probably looking to get rid of. Keep Dennis. I don't want to get rid of one of them. So I'd probably get rid of King and, and try and target another striker um, to keep. And I think you've got to be looking at anyone you bring in is like kind of short term, isn't it? One to three game weeks because can't really be planning longer than that at the moment. So who would that be? Who would that striker be? I've already got Lacquer, so he would have been the one I would go for. Yeah. Um, the only other one that would interest me at the moment is Ronaldo. I don't think I've got the money to get to it, so it could be a, you know, have to swallow that pill and take a hit, free up some cash and, and get to him with a hit and dropping downgrading someone else. But I don't know who that where that downgrade would come from, so I'll have to look into that more. But yeah, he, yeah he's tricky. the one that I'd want to He's the striker I'd want to bring in. Yeah, I mean, a lot. basically everyone who free hits is going to have Ronaldo, aren't they? And there'll probably be a lot of captainers, Ronaldo yeah. cappers. So, yeah, you might want to... It could hit hard if he hauls. So I, I could see it happening, to be fair. Yeah, I could see it happening. Mm. So, um, yeah, the, the fear is real with that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo fear. If you, if, you did bring, if you did make that move, would you then captain Ronaldo? Yeah, I mean, we don't have Salah for the perma-captain this week, do we? What so do we do? We're headless for chickens. Me, it's it's got to be an Arsenal or a United player. And you gravitate towards the premiums, don't you? Like the big boys. And he does perform. So it would probably be Ronaldo first. And then behind him, an Arsenal player. Lacquer's nailed. So that, that does make a difference. Martin and Lisa went in form. So that would be 
one Ronaldo, two Laka, three Martinelli for me. Would it? The only one I'd throw in the mix though would be a Cancelo who looked got 18 points last week. He looked phenomenal going forward. Like he looked on another level, like sort of talking Trent levels of dynamism. Um, I guess Leicester is a pretty, it's a much harder fixture, obviously, than a Norwich or a Newcastle. Um, he is my current captain in my team of six players. <laughs> so my mm-hmm. bus team, he will carry carry the, the torch. But yeah, I, I think... That's a bad shout by any no. means. I think Ronaldo coming in, though, against the Newcastle has to be has to be the one and then choose your vice wisely because if you captain Ronaldo, you've got a day to wait till that game and it, and it could easily be off. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, yeah. And set, split them obviously as well, isn't it? Different yeah. Features. It is nice thinking about vices more. I'll say that it's a nice change because yeah. normally it just so hardly ever gets used the vice, does it? That it's something that, you don't have to put much thought into, but now we're sort of, you put more thought into the vice than the captain a little bit, especially when it's uh, a Salah Perma. So yeah, nice. Enjoying new parts the of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Right. Okay. Well, I think that's that's it covered then. We've, we've covered everything in a roundabout way. I think it is. For this mad game week. So yeah, the, uh, yeah all just... I would say is the algorithms. Sorry if you were just going to say this, Josh. No, go ahead. But we've sort of migrated them, haven't we, to to TikTok, and I think they're going to be a TikTok exclusive going forward. Their new home. Yeah. So if you are curious about how the algorithm teams are getting on, I'll probably we'll probably give like a maybe a half season update after this game week. Actually, we are officially halfway through, so maybe I'll give a half season update on the pod. Uh, or on YouTube. But yeah, week by week, we're just going to do little TikToks showing how the algorithm teams are uh, getting on. But needless to, spoiler alert, they are not enjoying the turbulence, (laughs) put it that way. They're not handling these cancellations well. God bless them. Um, Hard for computers to compute that. Yeah, although I probably will do a free hit this week for both of them based on the algorithm data. So that'll be interesting to see. The uh, free hit purely on XG and a free hit purely on um, purely full of differentials will be a, an interesting one to, to look at. So that will be a nice one to look at for the mid-season review. So Nice. Cool. Uh, sounds good to me. And yeah, apart from that, obviously, go ahead and check out TikTok, another FPL pod. And, you know, check out, like, like and subscribe as well on YouTube. And Why not? email another Why wouldn't you? FPL podcast at gmail.com. It costs nothing to subscribe, does it, Josh? It doesn't. It costs you nothing. It means the world to us. Yeah. Just a little thank you. Your Christmas present. Cheers. Yeah, exactly. Good. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas, apart from that, everyone. And uh, see you on the other side. Yeah, stay safe. Have a great Christmas and enjoy the Boxing Day football festivities. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. See ya. All right. Peace. <laughs>